Hey, Giant fans, welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I am the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper, and with me, as always, with his opinions and awesomeness, is my partner in crime, Chris <laughs> Bisignano, the beat writer of the Giant Insider. And Chris, first off, before we get started, I want to thank the media captain, our sponsor of this podcast, a web development and digital marketing firm for sponsoring us. If your business needs a new website or wants to generate more leads on Google and social media, visit TheMediaCaptain.com. You'll deal directly with Jason Parks, the owner of The Media Captain, who is a diehard Giants fan. The first regular season Giants game Jason attended was in 1994 in Cleveland, <clears throat> Ohio, where Brad DeLuiso hit a game-winning field goal with 18 seconds left. If anyone remembers this game, I do. Give The Media Captain a shout on Twitter. It's at The Media Captain. The Media Captain does great work with their in-house website developers and digital marketers and can be a game changer for your business. Make sure to visit www.themediacaptain.com to schedule a free consultation. Chris, I started off this weekend in a really good mood because, of course, the, the feathered helmet unit and the team with the star on their helmets was not playing. But uh, by the end of it, buddy, um, I realized something. I think the, uh, the uh, NFL has an officiating problem. What do you think, pal? Um, yeah, yeah, I, I think they do. Uh, I think they've had one for... A very, very long time. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, yep. Jerry. Okay, you ready? You ready for this? Yes. I'm going I've been, back. I've been, I've been waiting. I've been waiting over twelve hours for this, Chris. Okay. So going back to when Drew Pearson pushed off against the Vikings in a hail mary game. Okay. Yes. Okay. Now people might think I'm out of my mind. Okay, maybe. But, Jerry, Chris, Chris you know, good. Chris, I, I don't judge you. But go ahead. Jerry, you know, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> you know that I've been saying this a long time, my friend. Yeah. <clears throat> that the refereeing in this league is a problem. And I've said, Jerry, I said, I guess it's going to have to take a Super Bowl incident mm -hmm. for everybody to say, wow, we better do something about this. Yeah. Well, guess what, Jerry? It wasn't the Super Bowl, but it was the next best, best thing yesterday yep. at the yep. NFC Championship game. It's not a surprise. The Giants were robbed back in 2002 in a playoff game at San Francisco um, where it was a horrific call that the Giants would have had the game-winning field, would have set up the game-winning field goal. Yeah, they would have they, they been offsetting penalties because illegal man downfield, but then he was interfered with, so they just should have kicked that ball again. Yep. Right, exactly. So, um, and, it was, and it was Richie Soybert who was interfered with. It was Richie Soybert, right. He was downfield. He got pulled down, right? Yep. So, in my opinion, the Giants would have obviously would have won that game and then would have won the next one. I think it was in Tampa, whatever it was, would have been. But yeah. all, 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 all aside, <clears throat> the refereeing in this league is not good at all. I'm sorry. They try their best. It's not an easy job. I understand that. But what you saw yesterday, okay, didn't surprise me, Jerry. It didn't surprise well, it me. It was an absolute disgrace. It, real, funny, you brought up the, the Viking-Dallas uh, game from the 70s. Another one I always think about, the, yeah. the Super Bowl against Denver. A Butch Johnson's catch is not a catch in any era. And it, was, it wasn't even like questioned back then, where he dove right. for it and just left it on the ground. And like, oh, that's a touchdown. I don't know what era that's a catch. But anyway, yesterday, man, um, obviously the most egregious uh, was the one in the in the Rams game, the Rams uh, Saint uh, New Orleans game, where they could have called what interference, helmet to helmet, personal right. foul, defenseless receiver. <laughs> they could have right. called anything, and they yeah. didn't. And, and listen, Jerry, I like to play off football 
where the refs let them play. We, we commented, both of us commented right? that on Twitter. Right. But there's still rules, okay? Right. right. You can't just, you know, knock a guy on his butt, yeah. you know, to prevent him from catching a pass. Mm-hmm. All right? So while you like to let you like to see them let them play more, and aren't the games so much better, Jerry? There isn't oh, a flag was, every it damn was, it play. It was a pleasure for, you know, right. 50 it was, minutes of listen, that game. It was a great Sunday for the NFL that was on four. What, Jerry? No, I'm saying longer, even like 58 minutes. It was a pleasure. Right. It was just a great day for the NFL. Two overtime games, first time in history, and it was tainted by a referee call, which basically determined the outcome. Really, really tainted. I mean, you never blame refs, but this is one where if you're Sean Payton, you have to be sick. And you... You pointed out he got a call yesterday about it, not not Tuesday morning. They didn't wait until Tuesday morning. Right. So now you say to yourself, Jerry, okay, what do you do? Okay. To me, it starts at the top. Roger Goodell down. Yep. He had a bartender slash comedian who was in charge of the referees for years. Yeah. And Dean Blandino. <laughs> Who's Dean Blandino? He never refed a game in his life. So people say, Chris, what do you mean? You never refed an NFL game? No, folks. No, folks. He never refed a peewee game or high school game. Chris, when you were, real, real quick, everybody, just so you're, you're giving the background here. Before Chris was even part of the Giant Insider, he would tweet at us and say, Dean Blandino has never refed a game. He, you've been on this for years. You were on this right. for a long time. Right. Exactly, Jerry. Yep. All right. So what do they do? They finally said, "Well, we got to put. A, we have to, you know, put make some position for that buffoon because they're because he's horrible." So they made him some. Now he's on Channel Five being a buffoon. Well, now all of a sudden, every ref is wrong. I would do this. I would do this. Okay, but when he was in charge of the refs, the bartender who you know who gave you you know your margarita on a Friday night, now you know all of a sudden every ref was right. You know we're working on this and all that. Okay, so now they get rid of that buffoon. Right, and they bring in Alberto Riveron. Okay, mm-hmm. who's that? I mean, who is this guy? Okay, so now you 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 replace one buffoon with another buffoon. Yeah. Okay, and here's the best part, Jerry. Like, people say you got to make them full time. Okay, there is a certain amount of full time reps right now. By the way, okay. Right. Okay, so you say, Chris, how do you answer this? Well, first of all. The referees should all be full-time, in my opinion. If they want to be lawyers, school teachers, uh, whatever they do on the side, I tell you what, you have to do that from January to August. I agree. If you don't that, like that, it. And that's that's one thing I've always said. I don't understand how you can have a billion, billion, billion-dollar business, and then right. you have guys who are part-time workers deciding the fate of a lot of the games in that business. That's insane to me. I never understood right. why you got to make this a full-time job, and I don't care. I know this sounds stu- may sound stupid, but I don't care if you give them test after test after test in the offseason. Look at film. Was this a penalty? Was that a penalty? Look at rules. Like This has to be a almost a nine-to-five job. You have to employ these guys the right way. You can't just have them doing something else and then say, oh, Sunday, can you ref this? Like, Why don't we just call up, uh, you know, why don't we just pull guys out of the stands and do this, for God's sake? <laughs> Jerry, I wanted a full-time job from, you know, from Bob. Uh, August with a preseason game start till obviously January. Yeah, right. Okay. Yep. Then they could go back to their whatever they do. If that doesn't work for you, then sorry, it doesn't work for you. Yeah. Now, Jerry, now you say you say to yourself, okay, well, what are they gonna do during a week, Chris? It's a full time job. I'll tell you what they're gonna do during a week. Okay. 
This would be my solution, Roger Goodell, King Buffoon. Okay, this would be my solution. Yeah. I want retired defensive backs, guys who played well in the NFL, who are good players. I want retired offensive linemen. Okay. I want now they do look at their game film, Jerry, on Monday and stuff like that. Then they go to their jobs, they come back like Friday and they go, they start their game rep and all uh preparation and all that. Okay, they do do that. Okay. I want it now like a football team where they practice Wednesday, Thursday, Friday to do a walkthrough Saturday, Jerry. Mm-hmm. I want retired guys going over what to look for during the week, what they might have missed, what they called well. Offensive linemen go working with them during the week saying, hey, this is a hold. This is not a hold. Look for this, but all that. Okay, it's a full-time job, so you have to be you have to be working, right, Jerry? This is like a corporation, no? I agree. Okay, so I want – I don't care if you're going to fly these players. The league has enough money, folks. They can pay these retired guys to work with these refs constantly. Now, second issue, Jerry, okay? So, now, when they're making the right calls or letting this guy play in the secondary or maybe it wasn't a hold and all that, we can't get phone calls from the league office – King Buffoon himself, Roger Goodell, saying, oh, you know what, guys? We want some more offense because that that draws ratings. So you know what? Every time, every little touch in the first eight weeks of the season, throw a flag, throw a flag because we want more offense. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Because you see this every year, Jerry. Every year as the season progresses, as it goes towards the finish line, there's less and less flags. And then in the playoffs, there's barely any flags. So you tell me, Jerry, why isn't it officiated in week 17 or the playoffs like in week one to six or seven? Tell me why that is, Jerry. Yeah, you're right. <clears throat> I know. Okay, because all the fans love it, the way it's being officiated. Now, I'm not talking about the blown call. That was ridiculous. No, I'm but, talking but, about, but you're right. We both tweeted it. It was, this is a pleasure to watch. Um, like we said, up until that completely, completely blown call in the Saints game. Because it was a fun game to watch. Now, the Patriots-Chiefs game, there were a couple they got right. Uh, the Julian Edelman one where um, it, it bounced towards him and he never touched it and he said, I didn't touch it. But, my God, Chris. Well, they didn't get it right, Jerry. The review got it right. right they no, blew. But, they called right. a fumble on the field. Right, but it was still – I give him credit because it was, it was still oh. hard – it was still hard to see, even though, yeah, yeah. you know, when they looked at all the different angles, you're like, you know what? They got this. They ended up getting it right. So I give them credit for that. Yes. But yes. the roughing, the passer on Brady. Oh, come yeah. on, guys. I mean, it was a, you can't even it, sniff yeah. King Tom. Like, it, it, not every every slap at the quarterback is not a personal foul, man. That was the one and, that, that got me almost as much as the other night. I really didn't have a rooting interest. I don't care about the Patriots. Let them win again for right. all I care. Right. It, it, it cements Meg- Manning's legacy if they win again. But what a horrible <laughs> yeah. call, man. Yeah, well, the same thing happened to Mahomes early in the game, and it was no call. Right, right. And arm came, arm came over the top and hit him kind of around the neck, a little bit of shoulder pad area. There was no flag on him, Mahomes, which I thought was a penalty. Then I looked at it and said, oh, not really. And there was basically the same thing that happened to Brady, and they threw the flag. How, how <laughs> close are we, do you think, that, that that's going to be a replay soon. Roughing Jerry, the I, 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 um, I think there's going to be more replays coming down the pike, Jerry. I, Bill Belichick for Game, years. Games are going to be like four hours long. Uh, you know what, Jerry? I, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be the same thing where you get a couple more, whatever it might be. I don't know about. I, yeah. I don't know, Jerry, about yeah. that. They're going to have to work that out because you don't want four-hour games. Right. You don't want you don't want reviews for holding calls on the offensive line. I understand. I, I, by the way, 
I already can't wait for four o'clock giant games. If you make it four forty-five, I'm gonna lose my mind on Sundays. If, right. If these games are longer. Right. Um. So they're gonna. That's all gonna be coming to uh, you know play two, Jerry. They don't want three and a half, four-hour games. But in my opinion, Jerry, something's gonna have to be done as far as replay-wise with pass interference calls because it's the number one hot topic, right? I mean, every game you see either a bad call, the pass interference, right? You know, and then in the playoffs, you see guys getting grabbed down the field, they're not calling it. Uh, you know, you know, it's unbelievable. So I, Belichick wa- has been wanting this for years about pass interference calls being reviewed. Um, now they're going to have to set up a system, Jerry, where not everyone's going to have to be reviewed because, like you said, you, we don't want four-hour games either, right? Right. So something's going to have to be done, Jerry, because this is exactly what I said was going to happen. Now, Jerry, another thing I said during the year, and you know, I said this, right? Mm-hmm. Just quickly, I don't, I don't want to hop on the referees that long, but. No, no, but it's like, I, it's the main topic, right? Like, right, we, we, we right. You can't not talk about this today, Jerry. I've been telling you this on podcast. I've been twi- I'm putting this on our Twitter account. There's going to be an incident in this league between a head coach yeah. or a player, a physical altercation. It's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. Yesterday, I mean, Peyton was livid yep. on that sideline yesterday. Yeah. Um, you know, because of these the refereeing in this league. And it's just a matter of time before a player shoves a ref to to the ground. I don't want to see that happen, Jerry. But trust me, I never want to see that happen. I'm just telling you, with the emotions of this game, and then you kick it up another ten notches in the playoffs, kick it up another ten notches in an NFC Championship game. Right. Something's going to happen. Yep. Okay. So when Roger Goodell, you know, when he collects his 44 million a year for being, actually, I don't know what he does. Dude, maybe you could tell me what Goodell does. I don't. I, know. Don't, I don't, he makes a lot of money for the owners. That's that's why he'll always be there. Right, exactly, Jerry. And, uh, you know, oh, you mean it's not about the fans, Jerry? Roger Goodell? And it's not about the ex-players either, like the like the Harry Carsons who brought up the concussion right. stuff years ago at his Hall of Fame right. uh, induction. So, listen, Jerry, I've been preaching about it for a long time. Uh, I couldn't be- – listen, not just to show you how old, you know, the old geezer that, that I'm becoming. I was going crazy about it back in the 70s when – when they tried to make Roger Starback out to some hero with the Hail Mary, and it was a clear offensive interference call. Yeah. Okay? On the on the Cowboys, on Drew Pearson. Well, they clear. Called it, they called it on the Viking. And the best part is he throws, the ref throws a flag and calls defensive interference. That was yeah, the best part of the whole thing. So that's how... Trying to remember the Viking. It wasn't Paul Krause. He jumped over I, the player I, after I, it was over. I, I don't remember. Jerry, I'm sorry. I don't remember the Viking defender yeah. on the yeah. play. But, but go. this is how far back, you know, you're talking about Yep. You know, and it's a tough job, Jerry. I'm not saying these guys are perfect. I'm not trying to say these guys are bad people. No, but these guys it's are, as you would job, say, buffoons now. But, Jerry, listen, we've seen it happen a couple times this year with the Giants in key situations. Where Pat Sherman got the phone. I was right there at his presser when he said he got the phone call from the league. And Sherman just didn't want to get into it, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, but, in other words, he got the phone call from the league, giving the old, oh, Coach Sherman, this is Alberto Riveron. Oh, really sorry about Sunday. Yeah, I think we blew that one. You know, hmm. like these coaches, Jerry, jobs are on the line in this league when you lose. Yep. Okay. It's a big, big issue in this league. And maybe now it'll happen in an NFC Championship game. You know, it'll come to head. Chris, Jerry, can you imagine yeah. if this was two weeks uh, uh, later in the Super Bowl? Can you imagine if this Super Bowl determined this? Wow. I, it may. I, I, it and might. it may, my friend. It may. I was going to ask you. Do you think it makes sense to have an officiating crew in the 
booth that can override play on the field. And I'm not saying for every play, but maybe if there's a camera on the quarterback uh, or a camera on the line or I don't know, man, I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. I think it's going to come to that, Jerry. Yeah. I think it's going to come to that. Yeah. So that that way, that way you're not, you're not caught. You're not, um, it's not an instant replay. It's just, they're being overlooked the entire time. No, and if they well, blow well, a call, they have to. The, right. the upstairs has the right to overturn it. Like for instance, yesterday with Brady, right? He got hit around the shoulder pad area, or whatever that wasn't, right, right? Right. So, so they're gonna have to have a system, Jerry. Like you just said, somebody up in the booth, buzz down quick. Yeah. Right. Buzz down quick to the ref and and say, and, "All right, hold, stop, play." Okay, no, he didn't hit him in the head area. That's not a, all yeah. right. Yeah. I, I, Jerry, they're gonna have to do. Jerry, it's costing teams games. It just cost the Saints. An NFC championship, Jerry. I know. It's insane. They can even call it the buffoon button. <laughs> Hit the buffoon button. Wrong. Uh, Jerry, I mean, I was going crazy in the game in Philadelphia this year. The Giants blew the lead. Yeah. But they grabbed Odell around the waist at the goal line. And and, and if that's an interference call, like it should have been. The Giants go in and the game's over, my and friend. The leg whip at the end that basically put Odell out for the year. Right. I mean, uh, I mean. Ster- Sterling Shepard's catching the end zone last year. I mean. On and on. The Giants, that's just one team that's gotten screwed over and over and over again. Right. I mean, Jerry, what was the Super Bowl? Uh, was it us? Was it in the Super Bowl? There was a holding call on no, us? Was it David Thiel? Not, what am I thinking no, about? You, you, you're, the, yeah. you're the rain man. You're the rain man with this stuff, no, Jerry. What, the what's Ravens, the play I'm thinking about? Yep, Ravens-Giants. Dilfer, Go ahead. Dilfer goes for a screen pass. It's intercepted by Jesse Armstead. He takes it to the house. And they Thank call you. defensive holding on Keith Hamilton. Right, right. I, uh, it's I, I, sickening. Right. We probably would have lost that game, but you know what? That was like a, a momentum you know right what, there though? at the beginning. Yeah, you, I mean, don't you, know, never you never know, You never know, man. You never know, That's a momentum turner. And, and Gary, there was robbed something else. my boy Armstead of his ring. <laughs> Gary, there was something else, though. Uh, you, you're better at this than me. Wasn't there like a Brandon Jacobs run or something that was called back at a very questionable hold on somebody? Was it Cybert or Deal or something? In the playoffs? Uh, anyway, whatever. Anyway. Yeah, I, I, I'm mistaken, I guess, but but no, no, um, no. I'm, I'm trying to think about. It. Go ahead. I'll, I'll maybe I'll think about it by the time you. Uh, yeah, yeah, but it was. I, I think it was one of the we wound up winning the Super Bowl, but it was like it was a costly penalty. We had to kick us back, and then we had a punt, and Eli wound up winning, whatever and stuff like that. But it, it would have been like an ice. And anyway, point being, Jerry, it's a real issue in this league. We'll see what happens now. Might like have been, Sean it might Pay- have been in the Green Bay game, Chris. Maybe championship game. You're better at this than no, me. No, no. You know why? Because we won. I probably blocked that out right, of my head. Right. But, you know, like Sean Payton said, okay, now we're going to sit around the league meetings and we're all going to talk about this and that and nothing's going to get done. Yeah. So it starts at the top, Jerry. Starts at the top. When you have a, when you have a commissioner that the only thing he's worried about is the almighty buck for the owners, you know, it, it all filters down, my friend, like a, jo- like a, like a job in Manhattan, right? Yes. You have you have a corporation, you have a business. If your leader, if the owner of the business is a buffoon, it's all going to trickle down. You know, when I was a kid, and I, I know this is a little, but when I was a kid, you know, you're up until the age of, I don't know, nine, you used to think wrestling was real, right? And how can these, how can these referees not see that the That's Iron Sheik, that the, that the Iron Sheik took classy Freddie Blassie's cane and hit Barry <laughs> Windham over the head with it at the garden. There's all these cameras on it. What the hell? Well, I think NFL officiating is almost at that point. And I, I joked about it yesterday. Like, we're one step above the WWE or WWF uh, referees. It is it is that bad. And like you said, man, it's going to call it, – it's already co- – it, it costs a team in a very big game. It's only a matter of time before it costs someone in a Super Bowl. Oof. And I – 
you know, uh, all the apologies in the world. Um, that's not going to mean a thing. One of the Saints tweeted today that basically Roger Goodell has the right to overturn a game or something. Or I didn't read the whole tweet. I read it just as I was kind of sitting down to do this. I think it was Mike Thomas that Goodell has the right to overturn a game or if he sees fit. So that's the next thing now. There, I yeah. you wonder if uh, the team is going to go into protest. Yeah, listen, there's a hatred between the players and Roger Goodell. A yes. hatred. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is one of the main reasons why they will definitely go on strike in a couple of years. Um, they don't like the power he has. They don't like his crap. They don't like his nonsense. They don't like anything about him. Okay. Yep. Um, but that's that. But getting back to the games, Jerry, it was two unbelievable games for Championship Sunday. Um, amazing, Jerry, in my eyes, that New England is going back to the Super Bowl again. It's just incredible. Yeah, it is. It really is. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, the relationship with Roger Goodell and the players kind of ends right after the draft, right? Like, they, they all practice their handshakes with them. They hug them. And then I think that's it. I think after that. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. They, they must hate him once they're in the league because well, right yeah, there they're well, like they're best friends. Well, they're college kids. You know, the, the union hasn't gotten a hold of them yet, right? right. So, so, so they're college kids. They come on, you know, they come on the stage. They give him the big hug. You know, Goodell does his bullshit with the big hug, lifting guys off the ground. Oh, I love you. Oh. And then the NFL union gets the players union gets somebody right after. They go, you see that guy right there? Yeah. <laughs> He's no good. I don't. You know, I, don't so. I don't have an edit button, folks. So we'll just say BS. But I we're gonna have to live with that one. <laughs> nice job, Chris. Excellent. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. No, it's good stuff. It's raw, baby. It's raw motion. Um, Sorry, folks. I, I, you know, me and Jerry care about the sport. We love it. And you see why you love it when you saw those games yesterday. Yeah. yeah and yeah. at the same time, yeah. you see why the, the, the this league needs a lot of work because of a call like yesterday. And um, so it, it's a shame. It, it really is. I'm not a Saints fan. I could care less. I got to be honest with you. Um, the Rams are going okay. God bless them, you know. But it's just a shame to see a team, you know, that basically, you know, Jerry is not going to Super Bowl because of, Jerry. This is a lot of hard work, my friend. Oh my God, you, these you work all year for this. Their, these guys bust their butts, man. Yeah. These guys put in all their work, all the preparation, coaches, yeah. you know, from the water boy down up yeah. to the head coach, to the owner, to have it, you know, what they feel like on a Monday morning, Rob, for them. Tough pill to swallow, my friend. Tough we, pill. Jerry, if this was me and you. I just going to say it. Was just if this was the Giants, it. Jerry, right now, we'd probably be flying to New Orleans, you know, looking for answers and all that, right? I, I'd be in jail. My wife would have to bail me out because I would have done something <laughs> I have to, I would have regretted. I it just, you, you put that much into it. And especially, I can't imagine playing for the organization or being part of it. But just as a fan, you, you want to lose your mind. Like, wait a minute, this was taken away from us. And I know mm -hmm. they could have done other things to win. But yeah, that was yeah, that it. was taken yeah, away. 
Yeah, I get it, Jerry. Listen, do you remember the feeling in 02, right, Jerry? Oh, God, it was sickening. You know, people want to say, I know people want to say, oh, you blew a 38-15 lead. I, I think I have those numbers right, but you're better than me at this. They blew a 38-15 lead and all that, you know. Yeah, but we still should have won the game, right, Jerry? It was thir- I think it was 35-14 because the, 35, Giants, whatever it was. the right. Giants ended okay. up kicking a field goal after, so they were up, I think, three touchdowns. Yeah, you're right, bud. You're right. Yeah, as usual, you're right. The rain man. Yeah, right. Okay, those were the numbers. But we still should have won the game, right, bud? Yeah, no, we, we absolutely should have. That was sickening. And then you had... Uh, Mariucci saying, bummer, after the league apologized that they made a mistake, which was just mm. icing on the cake a couple of days later. And I'll never forgive Mariucci for that. I'm glad. Well, it made you I'm, feel better when Tampa Bay whipped up on him a week later. And I'm glad he doesn't play. I'm glad he's not Atlanta, coaching I mean. now. He's not coaching yeah. now. He's out of coaching. Yeah. So, bummer, Steve. Yeah. You're not coaching anymore. You're just talking yeah. about it like me and Chris are. So, yeah. anyway, um, let's get to the offensive lineman free agents. Um, before All right, let's do, start doing some Giants free agency. All right. Yeah, bef- before, yeah, before we do that, I just want to sh- give a shout-out to the media captain for sponsoring our podcast. If your business needs a new website or wants to get more leads or e-commerce sales from Google or Facebook, visit themediacaptain.com. One of Jason Parks, the owner of Media Captain, favorite Giant players growing up was Ike Hilliard. He had a reversible Reebok Ike Hilliard jersey, which Nike, I guess, grew wise to and sold, <laughs> sold away at home. Uh, that's right. You could reverse the jersey and go blue and away. Go blue at home and away white. If you work with the media captain, you'll deal directly with Jason. He will not only help your business build a stunning website and increase its online presence, he'll partake in some great Giants conversations with you. Visit www.themediacaptain.com for a free consult and just mention anything Giants-related, and he'll know you came from our podcast, the Giant Insider Podcast. All right, buddy, so free Giant free agents, we'll work on this in the next few episodes uh, let's concentrate first on the offensive line because that's where we need to upgrade. So we'll go through um, the different categories of these free agents, guys, are unrestricted, which is self-explanatory, restricted, and then exclusive rights, meaning exclusive rights. If you don't know, the Giants can negotiate with them. They can't negotiate with other teams. Uh, the Giants have the right to uh, until a certain period, then uh, it kind of opens up a bit. So anyway, we will go to the first one on the list. John Greco, age 34, made one million one hundred five thousand, and is an unrestricted free agent. Chris, what, yeah. do, you, what do you do there? Uh, he's uh, yeah, he's a very good guy, you know. But his services are no longer needed. I cannot see him back. <laughs> I love the way you, the I love the way you phrase that. Your services are no longer needed. <laughs> yeah, John. Listen, John really struggled when he was in there this year. He, you know, he had a filling in at center, right guard, all that, and he really struggled. So um, he's thirty, whatever he's going to be next year, thirty-two, whatever it is. And, um, no, I don't see him back, Jerry. Um, I don't know. How about you? I, I don't see him back at all. No, because he wasn't very good at center or guard. I don't know what he was worse at. I think he was worse at guard than he was center. Uh, but with Jalapio coming back, maybe. Um, and then you have Spencer Pulley again when we'll get into both guys. Right. If, you, if you have right. both those guys, then, then you don't need Greco. I mean, he's the third guy, and he's not very good. So you would imagine right. you could have a, a rookie or even an undrafted free agent center slash guard that right. kind of does the same job. So Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's any question, Jerry, you know, a draft pick or two is going to be on the offensive line this year. No, no, at least two. Yes. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, like you said, Jerry, you know, Pulley's a restricted free agent. Um, so chances are he's back, you know, um, to fill in behind Halapio or they battle it out in training camp, right? And then you got Pulley could play right guard if needed. Halapio could play guard. And now you got the new kids who are going to be drafted, you know? So I, I don't see a spot for Greco, Jim, bud. I agree. All right. Now, Javon Brown, what are we doing with him? By the way, I just looked that up. Um, 
that Giants 49er game was 35 to 14. Right. And then it was 38 to 14. So oh, they actually. Where did I get that number from? I said 38 15. Okay, 38 14. All right. No, because they won 39 38. But, the, you know. Right. I thought, I thought the Giants kicked that field goal later in the game, but that was the, that was the shocky drop. That's right. Shockey dropped the pass right. in the end zone, and instead of getting right. a touchdown there, they kicked the field goal. And then Shockey got blamed for losing that game, and I just thought, come on, guys, really? You're going to blame the rookie tight end? Although he acted like a buffoon at times. That was a defensive <laughs> breakdown. Come on, give me a break. You're going to blame Shockey yes. for that? So, yes. So it was 38-14. I thought it was 35, and then I thought they uh, tied it, and then I thought the Giants kicked the – no, I was, uh, I was incorrect. I was a little incorrect. You sound like Francesco a little bit right now. Well, I know, but I'm admitting I was wrong. <laughs> Kenya. Uh, uh, the did you now. did you hear Francesca break down the Giants Super Bowl game? Yeah, then he goes, I don't want to get into that. Yeah, at least I admit it. Oh, they, you, know, they, you know, they kicked a lot of field goals in the fourth quarter. They did, Mike? <laughs> yeah, good stuff. God. All right, so uh, the, the guy you just brought up, John Brown, 26 years old. They have yeah, he's the right tackle. We know he's right guard. 810,000. Yeah. Unrestricted yeah. free agent. What do you do there? But I, I tell you what, I like to see Jamon back, but at the right price. Now. Do I want to see him back as a starting right guard? No, I don't. I would love to see him as part of the eight-man rotation, though, because really? he could play tackle. He could play guard. Now, if they don't draft or upgrade it in via free agency, Jerry, then I I don't have a problem with Jamon coming back. He played pretty good for us. All right, he played pretty good for us, Jerry. He played nice. He played pretty good for us. Uh, I mean, more than pretty good after the bye week. I did not like the way he finished the season, but but if he was our starting right guard next year, Jerry, it could be worse, you know. Yeah, so I wouldn't have that big of a deal. Brought some stability to the right side of that line. It was towards the yep. end of the season where he yeah, no question about it. No um, question about it. I would bring him back, and like you said, I'd be fine with him being the starter as long as they upgrade right tackle. Oh yeah, Jerry, I wouldn't have a problem with that at all. Me personally, Jerry, I want to see both right guard and right tackle upgraded. Upgraded, um, but like like you just said, Jerry, and like. I agree with you. If he was the starting right guard next September, wouldn't have a problem with it as long as Wheeler isn't the starting right tackle, so, which so, I don't see happening. So, based on what you just said, let's right. go. Let's go to someone else, and he's, I think he's on this list. Uh, maybe he's not Wheeler. No. So you're okay. And he's, he's not on. Oh yeah, he is. Yes, he is. He's an exclusive rights free agent. Look at you with the papers. Exclusive rights free agent. Center. 28 years old. 555000 he made. John Jalapio. So you yeah. you would rather have Jalapio back at center and upgrade right guard than have Brown back at upgrade center? Yes. Okay. I, I like the way Jalapio looked. I know it was a little sample size. I understand that. It was yeah. only a game and a half, whatever it was. Yep. But I like the way he looked in camp. Um, I like the way he looked in the first few games of the season, you know, obviously before he got hurt before the second game ended in Dallas. Um, I, I like him coming back as a center, Jerry. I would like to see the right side of the line upgraded. Okay. Mm -hmm. But like I just said, Jerry, one of those guys for sure, Jerry, has to be out. Either Brown or Wheeler. In my opinion, I want both. But if it's only one of them, Jerry, I want to see Wheeler out and then Brown, could, Brown stays. You understand what I'm getting at? No, I do. I do. And, yeah, okay. And that's fine. Why, well, you want Jalapio out, Jerry? No, no, no. Oh, I, wanted, okay. I wanted to get your take. I, I, yeah. Because I liked Brown. I didn't know if I liked Brown more than Jalapio at center. Like, if I had to choose one or the other. Well, what would you do? I don't know. I, I, I need I, an answer. I need an answer, my friend. I would choose I would choose Brown. <laughs> I would, I would choose Jalapio out. Just slightly over. Yeah, but. 
Okay. I, I'm not endorsing this. Like, I, I, I don't want John Jalapeno to get mad at me. <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, listen, this is the way you feel, man. It's the way it is. Yeah, right. if, I, if, I, right. if I had to pick one or the other, I would mm-hmm. go brown over Jalapeno. Um, right. You know. All right. Now, Jerry, yeah. I have no problem. You tell me what you think on this with Chad Wheeler being back as a swing tackle off the sideline if somebody gets injured. I, I thought he gained valuable experience. I thought he held his own. Is he a starting right tackle in this league, Jerry? No, I don't believe he is. I'm sorry. Okay? Um, I want to see that position, obviously, either through the draft, you know, or whatever Gettleman's going to do, free agency, undrafted field, whatever it might be. Uh, but I I would feel comfortable, Jerry, mm-hmm. with Wheeler, like if Solder goes down or the new right tackle goes down and Wheeler had to come in, I wouldn't be like last year when he first came in. I'm like, oh, my God, what are we doing here? Wheeler's in the game, you know? Right. I would feel a lot more comfortable next season, Jerry, if he had to fill in one of those spots. All right. Here's a guy who's not really a lineman, but he plays on the line, if that makes sense. Uh, 35 years old, made $1,157,500. Uh, I think it's money well spent. Uh, Zach Diossi, our long snapper. He's unrestricted free agent. Yeah, I thought he did. I don't think he had one bad snap all season. In his life, has he ever? Uh, it's unbelievable. I mean, you know, he made what? One What did you say, Jeff? He made $1.3 million? $1.1 million. I mean, I know the Giants have been giving him one-year deals every year, whatever they've been doing. So I don't see a reason why they don't do that again. Yeah. I really don't. Why, why mess with perfection? He's so good at his job. That's what he's there for. You know, he came out as a linebacker. I think he went to pretty good at Brown. Um, he never, went to, uh, yeah, I think it was Brown. Yeah. Fourth round pick in 2007. Yeah. And what a, what a, it makes complete sense to keep him. So real quick, Jalapio is a, an exclusive rights free agent. So the good news for you, Chris, cause you want him back. Mm-hmm. And so do I, I want him back too. Um, right. is a, uh, you know, the giants have exclusive rights to him. Right. Uh, the next one let's go with, he's a restricted free agent, his backup, Spencer Pulley. He's only 26 years old. I didn't know that. I thought he was older than that. Yeah, no, no, no. He's only been in the league, yeah, four years. Would you keep him? Would you t- bring him back? I am, yeah, I, I would, Jerry. Yeah. Because he could play guard for you. He could play center for you. I mean, was he a Pro Bowl type center coming in this year for us, Jerry? No. But was he a disaster? No. I thought Greco was a disaster, to be honest with you. But, <laughs> yeah, okay. Too. I mean, you look at Greco. I mean, you know, he, he was, I mean, I, you look at him in film, he just, now, it wasn't very good. He was rated out PFF-wise horrible, one of the lowest-rated centers and guards. And, and I have no problem with Pulley, you know, being one of the eight guys, Jerry. Because and, and he's, you know, he's very versatile, Jerry. He could play guard and center. No, I agree. You know? I agree. When he played center, uh, they didn't lose much. And like you said, he started with the Chargers, I think, all the games last year. So yes, he did. I didn't know he was that young. I thought he was older for some reason. Um, but, yeah, I would, uh, I would definitely bring him back. Uh, that's funny. This list has Geno Smith listed. I have no idea why. Um, Geno Smith. Yeah, I don't know why it's listed. Uh, Christian oh. Sokoli. Uh, yeah, no, listen, the Mahalics and, and the Sokoli and, you know, and all those, you know, I, you know, listen, Gelman brought guys in, you know, yeah. the Pulleys, Jamon Browns. There's just no position for these guys, Jerry. You know what I mean? You know, you're looking at eight guys. Um, I guess they're what? You keep nine, right? On a, what did they keep nine last year? Eight. I think so, yeah. Eight, eight or seven will be active for game day. Yep. And that's the seven or eight I'm looking at, Jerry, for next season. Yeah. You know, uh, who's the only kid we could have lose? Jerry? Uh, well, Greco, I'm not yet. Yeah, we count that. Right. Well, we could lose Jamon Brown. So we'll see what they do with Jamon Brown, Jerry. 
You know? All right, let's um, – there's one more, and he, technically he's on the line. Scott Simonson, tight end, 27 mm-hmm. years old, unrestricted mm-hmm. free agent. Do you bring him back? Probably not. Yeah. Probably not. I, you know, he did some good things, Scott, but he had some penalties. And had, um, listen, I, I, I guess at a very cost-friendly <laughs> number, right, Jerry? Uh, you think about it. But, no, I think they'll, you know, I think they'll bring some undrafted free agents in after the draft and all that. I would say probably not, Jerry. All right, buddy. Uh, 34 minutes in. It's buffoon of the week time. I will, again, I know my role here. I will go first. I love to end this podcast on your epic rants of buffoonery. So I'll go first. Mine's simple. Um, they don't usually name players like you said, but when a player does something dumb, and this was dumb, you have to point it out. And D Ford lining up in the neutral zone. The game ended up being over if you lined up correctly. Now, this is what the Patriots do. And I was, I was talking to my wife about this earlier. Like, why do they always win? Well, they're not immensely talented. I mean, Brady's ridiculous, right? But, like, if you look up and down that roster, you got Gronk, you got Brady. They're not an immensely talented team, but what's the, what's the motto there? Do your job, right? They don't make penalties like that. They don't make mistakes. They don't commit penalties. You know, they're, they're not lining up in the neutral zone at a crucial point of the game. D Ford lines up in the neutral zone. The next play, or that play, Deflected interception, Chiefs, game over, season over, going to the Super Bowl for the first time since, what, 1969 or whatever it was. Right. But right. you know what? Nullified because you weren't doing your job, D. Ford. And I know he probably feels bad about this today, and he's not listening to this. But unfortunately, because you failed to just do your job, the basic element of your job, line up correctly, unfortunately, you were my buffoon of the week. All right. Poor D gets it gets the honor. Well, that's what it is. I mean, that was it was aggravating. Great that point. Was a, that was a Jerry, giant. You could be sick over it. Jerry, listen, I think you bring out a great point about how a Belichick team wouldn't do that. Right. Okay. Um, this is what makes Belichick and the Patriots a step above everybody. Right. Okay. Um, great example of that, Jerry. Do you know how many defensive pass interference calls the Patriots had on them this year? No, I don't. Five. That's insane. Because I know for a fact, Jerry, Belichick goes over this with his defensive backs technique teaching every damn week. Yeah. The little things. This is why Belichick is Belichick, and this is why Todd Bowles is Todd Bowles. Yeah, and the thing about the Giants that he had on that in the defensive backfield, right, they – other than like Mark Collins, who was an excellent corner and doesn't get nearly enough credit for being the player he was, you had pretty pedestrian guys for the most part. You had Perry Williams, who was pretty good. You had Kenny Hill at safety, Kennard, uh, Greg Jackson, Myron Guyton, um, Tom Flynn, like Herb nope, Welsh. No Pro Bowlers. No, right? no solid uh, And Everson Wallace doesn't count because he came over at the end of his career. Mm-hmm. Elvis Patterson. I oh, God, they called the guy Toast because he used to get burned so much. Um, I'm trying to think yeah, of other corners true, in that era. Like, Sheldon White, the, Adrian White, but, you know. Jerry, do you remember when Everson came over? Everson Walls, when yeah. he came over? Yeah. Everybody said he was done, remember? Right. He came over from the Cowboys, remember? Oh, what is he, he going to give the Giants, this and that, remember? Yep. Yeah, I tell you what, put him with Belichick, see if he's done. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, the Giants didn't have household names in, in the secondary, but their secondaries were always solid. That, I mean, Sound familiar? Yeah, yeah real quick. 86, right? You had the, the ridiculous front seven, one of the best front sevens of all time. But in the secondary, you had Elvis Patterson, Perry Williams, Herb Welsh, and Kenny Hill because Terry Kennard got injured in the Redskins game. I think he blew his ACL. And 
you know, you look at that secondary, you're like, oh my God, teams must be going deep on them all the time. But Perry Williams, like I said, was, was pretty good. But the rest of them were, I mean, average at best. And I think some of them were below average, two of them. Um, but yeah, you, you didn't have these household names and Belichick coached him up. I mean, he's a... He's the uh, reason. Scheme. Yeah, it's, Scheme-wise, anyway, it's, it's I'm going off on a ramp. Yeah. Terry, look what they did with, just quickly, I don't want to go off subject anymore. Look what they did with Tyreek Hill yesterday. He right. wasn't even a factor. Right. All right. Belichick just takes you out of things, but he does it with the schemes. He's just incredible. The game plan he's against incredible. the Bills in the Super Bowl, right? I mean, uh, he just, listen, you know, he just takes you out of certain things and he makes marginal plays. He puts, Jerry, he puts the guys in the right spots. Yep. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yep. But that's why he's another level. But getting back to the buffoon of the week, <laughs> I, I know everybody's going to automatically assume I'm going to uh, make that side judge who blew that call the buffoon of the week. But I'm not. Okay? The buffoon of the week is going to be his boss, Alberto Riveron. Okay? Who I don't know his qualifications for this job. Okay? I, I'm not quite sure if he was a bartender like his uh, like the guy before him and Dean Blandino, I'm not quite sure. Maybe he was a taxi cab driver or something that Goodell said, let's make him the head of refs. I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> but Alberto Riveron, who decided, oh, let me call Sean Payton now as he's heading to the podium to tell him, oh, sorry, we blew it. Like, I'm sure that made Sean feel great, you know. Um, you are because you are the leader of this incompetence that we see every Sunday, okay? So – Let's go to the boss, okay, because you are the leader of this buffoonery. You, let's just say, Jerry, you built the house of buffoondom, okay? You keep the house of buffoondom up to, up, you know, updated. You put new furniture in there. You paint the walls, okay? Since you are the owner of this buffoondomville and the buffoondom house, Alberta Riveron, not only are you a disgrace, you are the buffoon of the week. Chris, I, I can't. I don't think I could ever beat that with mine. Uh, that's incredible. You're right. Um, uh, what a disgrace! And my God, if like you said, man, if you're a Saints fan, you have to be sick over this. But anyway, we're not Saints fans. We're Giant fans. And if you want to order the Giant Insider, go to www.thegiantinsider.com. Well, that was maybe my best segue yet. Or go to magster.com, m-a-g-z-t-e-r.com for a, a digital subscription to the Giant Insider. And uh, listen, 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 as you say, in two weeks, Dallas and Philly will not be playing. That's the bright side. The downside is, uh, for those of you who hate the Patriots, I particularly don't care. Uh, they're in another Super Bowl. And I think, what's that? I don't know. 19 out of the last 20 Super Bowls, give or take. But It seems that way, right? Anyway, um, remember, guys, thank you for joining us. And remember, Sundays are giant days. Take care, everyone. Take care, everybody.